Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. So the Colts look horrific against the Cincinnati Bengals, losing 31-14. to And the Pacers, which are an electric team, could not pull it out, losing the first NBA Cup in the in-season tournament to, sadly, the Los Angeles Lakers. Ugh. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. People are excited that the Fever got the number one pick. I don't know how many people, but they're excited. Because now, are they going to pick Caitlin Clark, yes or no? And will it actually mean butts and seats? The only thing that matters, it's WNBA. Will there be butts and seats, yes or no? It's clear that the Pacers organization is trying very hard to make the fever a a, a working proposition. That, seems, that's, that has seemed obvious for years. I don't know if that's true of other uh, WNBA teams. They need to be. On their own, two number one picks in a row. Maybe that'll make the difference. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I think it's this, though. The story that you knew was coming, because this is what Carmel does. I know. I know. You hate Carmel, right? You're sick and tired of Carmel, aren't you? They've got their Christmas market, the Chris Kendall market. Ranked the number one Christmas market in America by USA Today. When they built this thing, I said, I love it. They built the ice rink. Uh, People love that stuff. They adore it. But they had put some crazy dollar amount to it because they needed to be authentically German. I said, I don't think you need that. What was it? You could build it up over time. You can get there. I don't think you need to be putting some outrageous amount of money to it. Carmel said, do the thing. And here they are. Here they are. I have not yet gone to the market because the market is just too dang busy. It's one thing that people are experiencing and enjoying. Love that stuff. I love that they've got it. It's nutty. The traffic is insane. Right? It's, it's, like, it's like the Woody Allen joke. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Right. The other joke is, uh, oh, nobody eats and eats there anymore. The place is too busy. And the follow up is, yeah, and, uh, you know, the food's terrible and such small portions. So it's 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 one of those. Although I don't think the food is terrible at, at the at the market. The Chris Kindle market in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, came in at number two. We beat out Bethlehem, St. Paul, Minnesota, Denver, Colorado, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, where they think they invented Christmas. Washington, D.C., Savannah, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Holland, Michigan. Carmel kicked their butt. Now, you say to me, oh, Carmel, once again, there is a mathematics that states, well, if you're going to do the dang thing, 
Do the dang thing right. Do it right. I argue you could have had just as good of a market and not had to have spent... It wasn't even a huge sum of money. It was just like, it seemed ungodly. It was like they wanted to put like take $275,000 and do something. I was like, I don't think that's necessary. It's still going to be great. I think I would have been right. They didn't care. But wasn't it the market where they wanted to take like the old carousel? They were going to spend some outrageous amount of money on a carousel, and people were like, okay, that's the bridge too far. We didn't eventually put it. Like if I show up to that market today, there won't be a carousel there, will there? If, if I show up, will there be a carousel there? Was that the one where it was like, okay, this was this this was the bridge too far. The 300 grand or whatever it was, that's fine. That's just money. But spending on redoing this kind of thing, no, no, no. Let's woe up. So maybe Carmel even does have its limits. But man, do they like saying number one. I mean, it's crazy. I know it drives other towns crazy, but... Maybe there's a lesson. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So are we going to start flying out of Purdue? Because commercial air service is returning to the Purdue University Airport. Now, this is actually good news. But our problem is, you know, we think of just Indianapolis and that airport and what we service. But we have smaller regional airports. And if those places don't have the connectivity to larger close-by cities... That means a whole bunch of business that we are missing. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, personally at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on the X Twitter. This is coming back to Purdue. First time in 20 years, commercial air service. Who's going to be flying? How often? What's the story? Yeah, Tony, first, as you say, first time in two decades that Purdue, uh, the Purdue Airport, uh, has uh, commercial air service. Uh, it is Surf Air Mobility is the uh, is the parent. It's a publicly traded uh, company, the parent company uh, of the uh, the airline that will be flying out of Purdue. They're going to have a lot of flights just between Purdue, uh, West Lafayette, and O'Hare in Chicago. Twenty four weekly round trip flights uh, are planned, so it's a substantial. Uh, investment, substantial presence uh, in terms of uh, uh, airfare or air travel that will be coming out of uh, out of Purdue. So uh, a win certainly for Purdue and uh, for that that connection between West Lafayette 
and uh, and Chicago. But as you said, uh, important piece, too, in getting some of this regional connectivity, you know, outside of Indianapolis, these regional airports around uh, around the state, getting them connected as well. The airline that's going to be doing this over there uh, at Purdue is Southern Airways Express. And you're like, okay, I know nothing about this. Am I am I having to like work the propeller all on my own? But they do a tremendous amount of these small kinds of shuttle services. So like Chicago to Quincy, which is in Illinois, Chicago to St. Louis, um, things like that. So they're very good at the at the shuttle maneuvering, which brings business to and well brings an opportunity to business. Yeah, no, no question about it. And you hit it uh, on the head there, Tony. Southern Airways is uh, their niche is uh, that shuttle services, if you will, which is what we're talking about here. And, and you you talk about the connection uh, between Purdue uh, and aerospace. Obviously, the university itself, uh, great program there. First university-owned airport, and actually Purdue's airport uh, is the second busiest uh, in the uh, state of Indiana in terms of, uh, of traffic. So it's a substantial operation there. And when you talk about the connection between Chicago uh, and West Lafayette for the university, obviously, but the growing business uh, community, uh, certainly in, in the West Lafayette, Lafayette area, that's going to be a, a plus for them uh, as well, whether it's Subaru of Indiana Automotive or Rolls-Royce, or you can go on down the list on a number of companies that uh, have located in that uh, in that region. By the way, they do fly jets. We understand this. The Citation Bravo and others. I, I had to look them up, but this is an example of of creating opportunity for Purdue. But if you go down to let's say Evansville, you don't have mm-hmm. a flight that exists that will take you from Evansville to Chicago. Not having those kinds of things at some of these other regional airports creates a tremendous disincentive for business. It's harder to attract uh, opportunity here if you don't have the connectivity for people to get here. Yeah, it, it, it really is, Tony. It's a huge issue uh, for communities around the state. You mentioned Evansville, and that's a, that's a prime example. Uh, they have lost uh, nonstop service to both Detroit and Chicago, two key markets for that uh, part of the state. Uh, Old National Bank has a major presence now with their acquisitions. Uh, and of course, the bank is headquartered in Evansville, but a major presence in the Chicagoland area and that uh, that part of the country. Uh, Detroit, you know, Toyota has a massive plant in southwest Indiana in Princeton. So flights to Detroit are important. Uh, and it's been an ongoing issue. And if you talk to the business community down in Evansville, they will cite that as a real critical issue. And some fear if that doesn't happen, if they don't get that connectivity, that nonstop service, they may begin to lose business, lose companies, not just companies who may consider locating there, but those who are there now because they simply don't have that connectivity. And I know the Indiana Economic Development Corporation is act- actively involved in some of these communities. They were involved in the deal to get air service, commercial air service at Purdue. They've been a part of negotiations in Evansville as well, try to get air service uh, uh, there as well. So it is a big issue. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Let me move it over to uh, what's going on here in the state. State revenue falls short of projections again. That is the headline from InsideIndianaBusiness.com just on Friday that the state budget agency 
said the general fund revenues last month totaled nearly $1.4 billion, 3.2% lower than the April 2023 forecast. Talk to me about what it is that is happening and why. Well, it, you, you mentioned the numbers, and it uh, it continues its second consecutive month that revenue collections fell below uh, below estimates that for November. And uh, the agency did note that lower than expected collections uh, from sales tax and corporate income uh, tax outweighed the higher than expected collections as well from interest. So a lot of in the weeds technicalities there. Uh, I, I don't sense that there is a uh, collective concern uh, in terms of those numbers as we look ahead to 2024 and the forecast and, and where things are headed here. You hear a variety of uh, opinions on recession, no recession. IU economists uh, have recently come out with their forecast for 2024 saying they don't anticipate uh, a recession. If there is one, it would be very mild. So the consensus has kind of been on a, on a, on a fairly bullish 2024, uh, despite what we're seeing the numbers there in terms of, uh, of revenue collections. What are they, So they're talking about that for the state of Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're yep. basing this on the idea, this idea that recession will be uh, uh, possibly uh, small, right? Uh, d- diminished or, or, or diminutive in, right. in, in, yep. in size. Is, is there a conversation of how they break that out compared to what the country might be dealing with? I think there is, Tony, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't have it in front of me now. I, I think that the feeling was nationally uh, from these, uh, the IU economist, Kelly School of Business, that nationally uh, there would not be a recession at the first half of the year nationally and also here in Indiana uh, would be uh, uh, rather slow, but that would pick up and accelerate in the second half of the year. The big issue to me that came out of that forecast, Tony, was uh, productivity uh, in Indianapolis specifically. And we talk about productivity, we're talking about um, um, the earnings and, and, and productivity in the Indianapolis region continues to lag far behind the rest of the country, uh, the IU economists say, hey, Indianapolis doing a good job, a very good job, above average, of, of adding jobs, but they're not the kinds of jobs, the higher-paying uh, technology, science, engineering jobs that uh, that are needed to really boost productivity. So big issue uh, going forward, according to the IU economists. And one of the big uh, drivers in that whole split at IUPUI with Indiana and Purdue universities coming online to produce more of those kinds of jobs here in central Indiana. The desire being, of course, higher paying jobs or the desire being that it will lead to higher investment, which will then, of course, bring higher paying jobs. You know, I think both. Uh, But it's 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 higher paying jobs. Those uh, jobs that that create that produce more productivity, the advanced uh, industries uh, in manufacturing, in science and technology, engineering, math, STEM, we hear so much about. And if you look at whether it's IU or Purdue, they talk about in this new IU and Purdue Indianapolis model, uh, the thousands of technology-related jobs they'll be able to produce right in the heart of uh, of Indianapolis, and that would contribute to that uh, that whole picture. That is Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter, at IIB. That's where you find him on the X, on the Twitter, whatever it is, on Elon Musk's Happy Box That's where you find him right there. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. 
Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays, 9 a.m. WIBC and WIBC.com. Dow futures up 11. NASDAQ futures down 18. Dear Lord, this cold is kicking my butt. Oh, you know, I, I, it's not achy anymore. Nothing like that. It's all in my chest, and it's, I, I, I don't, see, I don't want to be gross, Producer Jonathan. I don't want to be disgusting, because it, there's no reason for that. There's no reason to be gross and disgusting. But it's, there, there, there's a lot happening in between the breaks. During the breaks, there's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it movement? Activity? Uh, so, uh, we'll just say there's a lot of coughing and things associated with it. This is ridiculous. This is rough and ridiculous, kids. So if, if I sound odd, um, I, I, I apologize. I, I, I think I'm, I'm actually kind of amazed I still have my voice at this level. Because I thought it would be gone after this weekend. This weekend was brutal. And I tried, like Saturday, I felt good. I'm like, all right, I'll do some work. Maybe I'll have a cigar for the first time all week. Oh, oh, that did not, that did not go well for Tony. And I, and I saw, somebody saw me there. They're like, hello, do you do you live here, Tony? And there were, were lovely people, lovely couple. And and then I was I was already in a like, why am I here? I'm sitting outside. It's too chilly. I'm like, I could do that at home, and nothing's working for me. And this, oh, I thought I was feeling better. How wrong. I was. Will we see any more uh, rate increases? Will they hold or will we see a rate cut? According to the reporting, the U.S. Federal Reserve will uh, be engaged um, in meetings, and then you'll see the European Central Bank engaged in meetings, the Bank of England and others, and we're going to see what it is they will do. The market wants to tell us that everything is going to be just fine. The soft landing is well in sight. And as a matter of fact, we can handle some rate cuts right now. Jerome Powell hasn't signaled that. Jerome Powell hasn't said that at all. Nothing close to it. And right now, I don't see anything that shows a signal that he's going to get into rate cuts anytime soon, will there be rate cuts in early 2024? That's the question. Now, again, I'm going to say to you, nothing, there has been nothing that shows me this. There's been nothing that says that they feel confident that everything's going to be better. The markets have wanted this. I've seen nothing from Jerome Powell. Right. As uh, a hedge fund uh, manager explained, there's two different dynamics at play. What the market is telling you and what Federal Reserve Chairman Powell is telling you. That's correct. I'm going to go with Powell. And I'm not going to worry about the markets at all because the markets. Well, they'll tell you anything. They just really want to get you in bed. They will tell you anything. They will tell you you're thin. They will tell you that you can sing. 
Oh, Taylor Swift? I love Taylor Swift. Just call me a Swifty. They'll say anything. Anything to get you into bed. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean that 4 a.m. they haven't snuck out the back door. Why, is this too soon? No? Yes? I'm not a believer in in the soft landing. I'm not a believer that it's all just going to be smooth. Oh, I'm more than happy to be wrong. I'm just saying. This 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 uh this this veneer that's getting put on this economy. Oh, everything's great, everything's fine, everything's gonna be super easy. We're through the tough part, the inflation's over. Nah. I'm not there yet. More than happy to be wrong, just not there yet. Tony Katz ninety three, WIBC, good morning. Whatever you feel about that, the average person is kind of like getting told about billionaires all the time and then going to the grocery store and finding things are way more expensive. And it's utterly screwed up. And then, look, politics is perception, but the cost of living issue is real. And we did take low inflation for granted for a long time. You know, you don't hear a lot from the MMT crowd on the far left that said, oh, none of this matters. You can keep spending all the money you want. It does have an impact. That said... Biden's got a good story to tell about the economy. It is objectively true that our country is better off economically than we were certainly three years ago. Ah. Now, if you want to tell me that the people who believe in this, like, modern monetary theory are a bunch of of fools, I'll agree with you, MMT. But if you want to tell me that our economy is in a better place than it was three years ago, wait a second. Do you mean it's in a better place than the depths of COVID lockdowns? Because I don't think that should be our comparative piece, John Avalon, there on Bill Maher's show. We're comparing the economy now to the depths of the shutdown? Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning, goodness gracious. If this is the way we're going to engage, if this is the conversation we're going to have, that's just unserious, objectively true. It's objectively true that you can see more when you have not been buried in a box four feet underground. That is true. If, if you are not buried in a box four feet underground, you can see more. That, that, that's just facts. Good gosh. But if you want facts in this economy, if you want to understand this economy, why are any of us working? We could just be on OnlyFans or Cameo. As a matter of fact, we could be a disgraced former member of Congress, have lied about everything, have stolen money, and still... So you have a sort of deprecating humor, but 
the thing that's amazing about this is that you started out charging what seventy five dollars for the first ten, yeah, and then it's now five hundred. Yes. How much money have you made, and are you going to surpass the amount of money you could have made in Congress in a whole year? I can tell you that by the end of this week, that is actually factual. I will have re- I will have made more money in um, seven days than I would have made an entire year in Congress. So we have to tell our viewers that congressional salary was one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year. Yes. So you're saying that in a week you will make that salary yes ma'am i guess you have a lot of legal bills to pay (laughs) (laughs) that's very true that's george santos making more money in a week of doing cameo little videos than he made in a year in congress can i ask what any of us are doing what am i doing At what stage is it not only fans or nothing? You will, you will, now, you have to assume that everybody's lying. And you also have to assume that some people can do the things you cannot do, Tony Katz. But when you see these 20-somethings saying, yeah, I'm making about 350,000 a month on OnlyFans. I mean, it's, it's breathtaking, the numbers. Breathtaking. I can't, I, I'm not about to fault them. If this is the way you want to do it, this is the way you want to do it. There's an audience for it. Isn't it weird, though, that in a world where that... that de- Follow the, the mathematics. There was pornography. And then the internet came and kind of democratized it. It was available everywhere. To the, and it was available for everywhere and at zero cost. It was free and so available and so easy to ascertain. And now we've gone back to people paying. Never mind what's free out there. Look at all the people making money from it. So we've gone back to charge the people for the goods, if you will. It's an interesting economic tale. And it's a little bit of a, of a story of, of how people are connected to, to personalities and, and, and things like that, and they want more of it. They want to actually engage with more of the people that they like or the thing that they, they, they like. I'm not, I'm not trying to be crude. I'm using this, 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 this fascinating example piece. George Santos is a despair person who has embarrassed himself, embarrassed Congress, and has no shame, none, zero, less than zero, and he's now going to make nearly $200,000 in a week. That's the penalty for lying to your constituents in order to get elected. You get paid. Because everyone's like, ah, it's funny. Just have them do a little cameo. That's hilarious. I don't know. I think it says a tremendous amount. I think societally it says a tremendous amount. I don't think any part of it is good. I got to tell you.
I don't. We're going to be digging in on the border all of this week. Border week is what I'm doing from noon to three, presented by Americans for Prosperity, uh, talking with uh, border chief, uh, former uh, Yuma sector border chief, uh, Chris Clem, uh, today, and what that wall is really all about, and uh, getting pretty in-depth with the economics of, of the border. What does it cost us? What does our inaction cost us? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Uh, the things about the wall that they don't talk about and the things about employment. Uh, jobs are needed. to be. Uh, jobs need to be filled, I should say. They need to be filled. And they're not filled by Americans. And you should note that even if they were, the paperwork has been made so difficult by the administration that there's no there cost wise it's never going to happen they would hire americans if they were there but to hire americans is just so much more expensive we are not serious people about the border and all the facets of it so we're going to break it down further with border week uh this week so be tuned in for that i'll catch you guys at noon